0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stays in the Podcast. We have a very big week um, in movies. So yes, we Yeah, we have a lot to, to go over. So besides the fact that we have a lot of stuff going on in, in the TV world, uh, we have a lot of stuff that's going on uh, with movies. So even though we're reviewing one of the movies as one, it's actually three different movies. But anyway, forgot to introduce myself. Trey Cooper here, I'm your host. Joining me is my co-host...
1: Solomon Cooper.
0: Who refuses to go by Captain Solo. I will not accept it. <laughs> we'll just put it in as a sound effect later on. You won't even be able to say your name. Let us push a button.
1: <laughs> you Just just grab my face. It's <laughs> so...
0: No, it'll be easier for me to push a button. I'm too lazy to grab your face every time. But yeah, so this week we're going to be going over the season finale of Loki, the mid... Season, episode, arc of uh, Bad Batch. Um, and then onto the movies, we're going to be discussing the Fear Street trilogy. Um, something that I was not anticipating we'd be talking about. Definitely didn't think that it was going to be something I was interested in discussing. But that's three movies we got to try and cram into, into one review. And then to cap it off, a movie that a lot of people, uh, Solomon specifically, have been excited about, which is the Space new- Jam new new space jam movie uh, new legacy yeah that's what it's called and um not to give anything away too soon but if this is the new legacy that we have to look forward to i weep for the next generation <sighs> anyway we'll get into that in a little bit but right now i want to say so we're not going to we're not going to start off by talking about loki i know it kind of is uh it goes against the way we normally format the show but i think that to discuss loki at the season finale we're going to have to discuss spoilers and I, well i don't think that they're that important there are people that care and so we're going to actually save discussing loki for the end we'll discuss it if we if we have time um just because i don't want you to have to you know tune out at the very beginning because you don't want to get spoiled for loki so just a really quick uh recap of of um the Bad Batch, because honestly, there wasn't a lot else going on in, in television this week besides the besides Loki. Um, so as we talked uh, in our last episode, um, it was the beginning of an arc set on Ryloth, which for folks who are not huge Star Wars nerds is uh, the home planet of... Uh, Twi'leks. The Twi'leks. Is it Twi'leks or Twi'leks?
1: Well, it's T-W-I apostrophe well, I know how it's spelled. Lick. So I've just been saying Twy. <laughs>
0: well, that's what I've been saying for years, too. But then I heard somebody else saying Twi and. Yeah,
1: but that doesn't make any sense. It's not like two eyes like the Nintendo Wii. It's that Twi like.
0: Well, you know, my entire life I was calling Boa Fett, Boba Fett Baba Fett because that's what my dad called him. Oh and for God. years and years I would argue with anybody. Are you serious? Dead serious, yes. <sighs>
1: I'm. I get things wrong because I tried too hard to make sure the English language is doing well. So Boba Fett, I can definitely get on, get right, get
0: you, on. You do things wrong because you're trying so hard. Okay.
1: What was the word? What was the word that I tried to Maya? It's. I wanted to say Maya, and Maya should be spelled M Y A, Maya.
0: Okay. I'm not <laughs> gonna argue with that again. What about Mayan? Like the Mayan Empire.
1: Mayan. Mayan Empire.
0: <laughs> no. Wrong. Anyway, you proved your wrongness to everybody. Just um saying. so yeah, uh episode twelve of Bad Batch takes place on Ryloth. still. Um, like I said, not gonna go into it too much because I don't wanna, you know, give too much away, but you get a really good uh view of what things are looking like on the ground once the um, you know, the republic is Turned into the Empire officially, and now they're really starting to ramp up their evil Empire-style behavior.
1: Yeah, definitely. Just taking over planets.
0: Right. Under the auspices of, you know, offering protection. Yeah. So, again, we discussed some of this, we discussed a lot of this last week's episode, but um, this is an introduction, a backstory of uh, Hera's character. She's the uh, main character from Rebels. I imagine we're going to be seeing her in the upcoming Squadrons movie. I imagine we'll be seeing her in, you know, Mandalorian coming up. Um, the new, what's the other Disney show that's coming up? Um, Book of Boba Fett I know is coming up, but oh. she may not be in that. Maybe I should say Book of Boba Fett. Oh
1: my god! Please <laughs> don't.
0: Um, but uh, the Ahsoka Tano show. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I will and be. What about Obi Wan show? Uh, unlikely to be in Obi Wan. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And this, is, yeah, okay.
0: But she will probably will show up in the Ahsoka Tano, Ahsoka Tano show. And then, yeah, like I said, I, I would be astonished if she is, if she's not in the upcoming Squadrons movie. Yeah. So we actually get to see her fly for the first time. You know, that's her whole thing is that she's this ace pilot and she becomes a general. Excuse you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, th- that's really the the crux of the of the episode is kind of just... This whole arc has been about establishing Hera's backstory, and I don't see a real reason why they would have done this if they were not planning on using her, you know, in the future.
1: Or maybe they just wanted to give you some fun little backstory for no reason.
0: They could. Maybe so. It seems unlikely to me. It also seems like a waste of a character whenever your first new live-action Star Wars movie after the Skywalker, whatever you want to call it. Saga? Yeah, saga. Um, is over, so the first live-action Star Wars movie is Squadrons, and it just seems just too easy to a get that they're going to be, you know, using Hera. Yeah. Um, it's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a character that we already know, right? So why would they be reintroducing her in an entire arc in this show? They could have just had her show up, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but she's a kid. She's a kid. It's just cool to see her backstory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I don't agree with you, but I'm just saying it could just be just a fun little whatever.
0: Maybe so. I think you're wrong. You going to put money on it? No. A couple of uh, months of allowance? Uh, no, thank you. I'm good. All right. So, like I said, we're going to postpone Loki. Hold that till, till the end if we have time, but we do have a lot to get through because we are going to be discussing Fear Street, which... As I said, is three movies. Starts off with um, nineteen
1: ninety four,
0: Fear Street nineteen ninety four, and then on to nineteen seventy Nin- yep, Fear Street nineteen seventy eight, and then sixteen sixty six. Yeah, much bigger jump in time for the for the uh, last movie. So this this series flew completely under my radar. I I don't know how I didn't know about it. I didn't know it was coming out. I I, I don't remember reading anything about it. Um and you know it's based on a, a series of uh, YA novels by R.L. Stein, most famously known for writing Goosebumps. Um, and honestly, I I was following the Goosebumps movie, which was aimed at kids more than I knew about this series coming out. I mean, I think we were at the you know Goosebumps on day one.
1: Yep. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's a very much a PG. Kid friendly movie. Um, These movies are, they feel, and I mean this in the best possible way, they feel like a trick in that the movies themselves are very much hard R.
1: Oh, yeah. I was very confused by where you're going with that. But yes, I was so surprised.
0: Yeah, these are, these are, these are legitimate. Like, I mean, I have seen some, some folks. Um, say that they didn't feel like they they really understood the slasher genre, or they really didn't understand this. No, but they understand the what genre that R.L. Stein is operating in, and they just took that and cranked that into an R rating. So you're watching the movie, and it feels like you're gonna be watching a kind of a you know goosebumps knockoff, um, you know, a Netflix Goosebumps series, and then the first kill comes in. And you're just like shocked, exactly.
1: Like we watched it with our friend Reed, and you guys don't know him, <laughs> but <laughs> um, and we were like all just sat there, like, oh my god, wow, that was took a hard turn.
0: Yeah, and our and our buddy that we watched it with, he also does not watch horror movies, and he always he always says um, that he doesn't like them because they're quote unquote boring, but it's very obviously. It's very obvious that he doesn't like them because he gets scared.
1: Sorry, Reed, if you're listening to this.
0: Well, you stop repeating his name over and over again.
1: <laughs> well, you, you heard it the first time.
0: Well, he won't care. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's very obvious that he he doesn't like horror movies because they he gets scared very easily, and he was getting so scared in this first movie. And I, I want to be really clear for folks out there that are horror fans. This series is not really scary. Um, yeah. I would say, you know, when Scream came out, I guess it was kind of scary whenever it, when it actually came out the theaters. If you watch Scream now, it's not scary at all. I will yeah. say it's much much more violent than than Scream is. Oh yes, um, but yeah. So let's just let's just dive in. Like start with the with the first movie, um, nineteen ninety four. So th- this this movie is very clearly set, if the name didn't give it away, right in the world of 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 early mid nineties slasher movies like Scream. I mean. The opening is so similar to the kind of openings that we see in Scream movies. The killer is very similar to the killer that we see in in, in the Scream movies. Obviously, there's there's a twist on, you know, kind of what they're doing here. The whole thing kind of has this, um, and I'm sure this was partially by design and also by necessity, the movies, all three of them, not just the the first one, they have this kind of shaggy, DIY, you know, nature to them, where they tell they they spent most of the money on, you know getting the the exact look of the time period right and then the gore effects and not they're not trying to get marquee names, although we do get some, uh, you know some some recognizable faces there. Um, I, I definitely wouldn't say we have any any giant mega stars in these in these movies. Um yeah, the the first movie opens kind of like a lot of the screen movies, kind of a cold open, um, set in a mall in the nineties. Uh opening scene is uh Maya Hawk, who most people know from season was it three of Stranger Things? I think she was introduced. Maybe Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um yeah. and in the nineteen nineties mall setting looks so similar to the mid eighties mall setting that she works in that she literally could have just walked from her Job at the ice cream shop, you know, in the Hawkins Mall to her second job at the, what is it, Shady Side, uh Mall, and where she works at a, was it JD, J.B. Dalton's, something like that. It
1: was just, a, all I know is there's a bookstore.
0: Yeah, it's, well.
1: That's literally the only thing I should I should know because
0: I was, uh, you know, at the mall in the 90s.
1: Yeah. Good job, Dad. Uh, <laughs> Your one job. <laughs> my one job.
0: <laughs> on the podcast. Storing my boomer knowledge. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, the sets look the same. She's she's kind of like in the same in the same mode. And and just so you know, this is exactly the kind of vein that you should know this is operating. in. I, I don't know if any of you watched the, uh, you know, the kind of weird, dark, brooding melodramatic version of of Archie. Um, and it, it's it's kind of like that, except for this was always intended to be that way. But as far as subtlety goes, this is not a subtle series, right? You, you you can't even really accuse it of ripping anything off because they're making it very obvious what they're doing but yeah the you know one the the city where all the poor kids go to school and where everybody's getting murdered is shady side yeah shady side and the rival school where all the rich people are is uh, sunnyvale sunnyvale yeah yeah so th- this is the level of nuance that they're kind of operating on but you know they 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 put together a really great cast um I am, I'm trying to think, uh, the, the lead is is, is it Tiana Moderna, I think is her name, who plays I Dina. Thought it, I
1: thought it was Kiara. No. Oh, that's the other lady. <laughs> that's some other random person, I don't
0: know. Now you're just saying random names. I'm just, say just saying to names, confuse just to confuse literally everyone. Well, everybody has IMDb, so they can always look it up and fact check us. <laughs> yeah, thank um, you. But yeah, uh, uh, Olivia Scott Welch, she plays um, Sam. Sam, she's one of the other leads just really, really great work from people who I've never heard of before. Um, And the first movie, I think, just really sets the stage for what they're going to be doing moving forward, which is they're going to be riffing on entire time periods of, you know, movies. So if you think of what Stranger Things was, Stranger Things was kind of doing with the sci-fi and kind of Lovecraft and kind of like, kind of Stephen King things, this is doing that, but with like, with what, what was happening in the genre for for a specific decade. Um but they're they're kind of fast and loose with that. You know, they they really move back and forth between I mean, I think the first obviously the first killer that we see is um
1: Ghostface.
0: Is essentially Ghostface, right? I think his name is like Night Stalker or something like that.
1: His I think his I think it's just skull mask.
0: No, they call him he has like a at the like at the end once they have names for them he has like an actual name.
1: Oh, I thought he was just skull mask and just ghost face and skull mask.
0: No, he has he has some other name like Night Stalker or nightwing or something. Nightwing. That um
1: is completely different. <laughs> well, I'm just <laughs> saying he has a name. New universe here.
0: Um but yeah, this is and this is not a spoiler because it's it, it, uh a I think it's helpful for folks that want to get into it kind of see what the twist is. But essentially the first movie they realize that the town is being um overrun by essentially slasher villains throughout time. So, yeah, we start in the 90s and we start with the classic 90s ghost face riff villain. But then we're very quickly getting, you know, a riff on, on Jason. We're getting a riff on Mike Myers. We're getting riff, like all the way back to to where it's not even movies anymore. It's just serial killer lore, you know, riffs on, on Lizzie Borden. Um, so. Yeah, that's that's the really fun kind of aspect of the show is it's a, if if what if your town was attacked by everyone every <laughs> slasher villain, right? Yeah. Um so yeah, just general thoughts like uh, oh, on on the first movie and the series series overall. We'll, we'll kind of walk through each one of them, you know, briefly, but um you know, have you and your friends been talking about this? Is this something you guys knew about or is it kind of flew under your radar as well?
1: I had no clue and no one has talked about it at all. Yep. Like, I've, you, genuinely, you and me are the only people I've heard, you and I, sorry, have I heard you talk about it. you
0: working so hard to make the English language work.
1: <laughs> I've been getting better with you <laughs> and I, actually. And off topic, funner is now a word, guys, and I'm very angry about it. That was my one job for every human on Earth, was to correct people on funner. Uh, That's a word now.
0: really fun at parties. <sighs>
1: oh, the funnest. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it was, I was, like I said, very surprised at the gore and even surprised at how excellently done all three of the movies are. Um, I thought the first one was very fun and it did remind me a lot of Stranger Things. Like, um, just the main characters are all just like teenagers in high school. Yeah. You know, like living through a scary world and, um, with crazy things happening to them.
0: And unlike Stranger Things, and honestly, unless you're going into, like, Stephen King's actual books, um, I mean, there's a couple of movies where, where it gets into into killing kids, but this oh movie God. kills kids. Like, <laughs> I was so shocked. I mean, I really, really thought, like, it was, oh, yeah, it's rated R, but, you know, they're just saying that, you know, to get people in the door. Yeah. No, like, this, I think the first movie actually has, um, I know we're kind of jumping around here, but the first movie has one of like a kill scene that like if this series gets uh popular and I really really do hope it does I mean it's been all three movies have been on Netflix top ten list for the last like six weeks or so yeah so unless Netflix is <clears throat> unless Netflix is lying to us and I can't imagine that a giant corporation would do that impossible yeah exactly um you know hopefully it's it's been doing it's been, been doing pretty well and it kind of gets into the zeitgeist and a lot of people have been writing about it that's always a good sign um but anyway, if it does get into zeitgeist, I think there's a there's a kill in the in that first movie that that's up there. You know what I mean? Like as far as iconic kills go, it's. Uh, I mean, I've watched pretty much every horror movie that's ever been made, and uh, I almost close my eyes just seeing it coming.
1: Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um, another cool thing about this is. Uh, it's an R.L. Stein book written for young adults, right? And you could really see that, and um, there was literally, basically, no adults in this first movie, yeah, the, or even the second movie. Um, but yeah, it was just it seemed like it still was catered to, yeah. like a like a seventeen year old. You know, it, we don't want adults in our imagine Im- imaginations. We don't want to read a book and then try and live through this. Put ourselves in their shoes with adults all around us. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, look, it's it's absolutely true. Like especially in the first movie, it's really noticeable because it's set like close enough to our times. Um, the second movie is at summer camp, so you know a little bit more believable. But yeah, it's 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 obviously intentional that there is no adults there, and it definitely came straight out of that R.L. Stein mode. And what's really fun about it is that. Um, the plot is still very much like an RL Stein kind of goosebump i keep saying goosebump i should say fear street i mean fear street's also a very popular series of his but not as well known yeah um but yeah like it, the story's, like it's uh kind of silly it's like it's uh you know involves like witchcraft and you know deals with the devil and you know serial killers and but all written in a way where it's kind of just like distilling it down which is pretty much what RL Stein did with goosebumps you know you take tropes from different genres, and then spin out, you know, uh, a villain, whether it's, a you know, an evil puppet or some blob from outer space, you know and what I mean? gummy bears. Yeah, or <laughs> possessed gummy bears. Um, so it has that feeling to it. So you just take that and, like I said, just ramping it up to a really hard R is, it, it creates this really unique flavor. It's really hard to, to explain. Um, yeah, there was all, I would say with every single one of the, with every single one of the movies, probably about, like, you know, ten minutes in, I'm like, "Oh, these movies are so fun! Like, I'm just having such a great time." Yeah,
1: I literally like every single time. I was like, "No, I'm not in the mood to watch a movie right now. I'm too tired." And then he turned them on. I'm like, "Yes! Oh, this is such a great time! I'm so happy right now."
0: Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the first movie, like I said, takes place in 1994. It follows a group of uh, you know, high school kids and their adventures with this new serial killer trying to figure out what's going on. You're learning all about this lore, about a witch's curse that they think has cursed their town back, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And then um, they meet the, you know, the only other person who's, like, survived this, and then we get to see her life story. And it's actually, is it Jillian uh, Anderson? Uh, she plays Britain Community. I think that's her name.
1: Yeah, I think that's right.
0: Yeah, she's one of the, so that's about the highest level of, Recognizability that we're gonna you're gonna see in this. Oh I was, wait,
1: there's one more. But I
0: said the highest level. I didn't say the only person you're gonna recognize. Okay, I'm
1: sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're um,
0: right, 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 But yeah, then we flash back into her story, which takes place in uh, 1978. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And this at this point we're fully into like late mid to late 70s. Uh, you know, Friday the 13th rip off. Camp slasher movies.
1: Yeah, this is a hundred percent a Friday the thirteenth style. Yeah. Because it like like you said, it's set in a campground. That's all you need. The slasher movie set in a campground. The end.
0: <laughs> it, well, and, and the way it's shot, the costuming and everything is like looks exactly like that. The whole thing's like these golden sunsetty hues and you know what I mean? Everyone's wearing, you know, polo shirts and short skirts and everything about it feels like a like a you know 70s Friday the 13th movie um and then the other fairly recognizable person we have um Sadie Sink also from Stranger Things who is playing
1: also from Stranger Things Ziggy I know but you, who else is from
0: Stranger Things Oh my hawk
1: Oh yes thank you I was like are you, there's no one else from <laughs> Can't believe Stranger you made me Things doubt my doubt myself <laughs> I wanted you to doubt yourself
0: um yeah and then and then we have a uh you know another serial killer on the loose we kind of find the origins of one of the serial killers that we saw in previous movies we get a little bit deeper into the lore um, kind of establishing how things how things work finding getting backstories for the folks that are you know still in 1994 story and but this is actually where the series for me started to really come together because whenever i first heard about it i was like oh it's so it's just like a little anthology series you know what i mean mm-hmm. like so it's going to be um one episode is going to be riffing on 90s horror and then the next one just going to be another completely separate story maybe with some of the same actors that's riffing on yeah Friday the 13th and you know those kind of slasher movies and then um and then the last one is going to be kind of riffing on things like the wicker man you know and uh you know witchcraft movies uh I'm trying to think um like the witch you know yeah um and that's not what was happening here this is like this is a Full story told in three parts, yep, and probably with you know one one millionth of the budget sticks the landing that the uh you know new Star Wars trilogy just was not able to do
1: <laughs> oh that was so sad
0: <laughs> wonders what can happen whenever you have a beginning, middle, and end all planned out, and they can all kind of come together, and that is really what they did in this in this um in this trilogy and i I heard some people complain that the that they felt like the the middle movie the 1978 was was the weakest one Really? For me personally it's it's was my probably one of my favorite. Yeah, uh, I think if not my favorite one.
1: I loved them all. I I couldn't rank them personally. I'm I'm not I'm very I'm too generous with movies so I I don't like ranking them ever.
0: Well, I would say that it's – was I I wouldn't I wouldn't, with this series specifically, feel comfortable ranking them because it all feels like one really long movie. Yeah. Um, but I definitely would say I I thought the second one was really great. I really liked the characters. I really, um, I loved how we were like slowly, slowly figuring out the lore of what's going on. Um, so then we hit the, the last movie, which we watched um, just a recent, like, yesterday Yesterday, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so maybe a little bit fresher in my mind but but the, the the last movie um the tone is exactly the same like they're swinging for the fences here and there's gonna be some misses but it all kind of adds this weird shaggy dog element to it um, so 1666 takes place in 1666, 1666. Uh, in a tiny little colony called called Union looks like it's made up of about 60 people or less yep um
1: I think there's like 15
0: houses yeah or buildings yeah, it was really small and um you know solomon you were saying that you that you thought the costumes and the the setting the yeah. uh, the sets and stuff were really well done it was
1: really fun just to see all the characters that we'd already
0: saw in like their modern scene what <laughs> sorry i'm just trying to be like you yeah that we'd already seen really don't think about it too much just keep going oh my brain
1: is, <laughs> i'm an idiot I, can't like, like, I was saying soft for so long. Oh my god, it's like a revelation! Um, all these characters we've already seen in like these modern-ish day costumes or outfits, and now they're like wearing complete like weird garbs. <laughs> weird garbs.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like whatever, whatever people wore in the sixteen hundreds, pilgrimy yeah. looking stuff. Yeah,
1: pilgrim stuff. And it was just so fun seeing them like do like old English
0: voices. And 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 some of them quite badly, and, <laughs> and, and I don't mean that as a knock. It, like I said, it, it adds to like this weird stagey thing that they're kind of doing there.
1: <laughs> the way you said that, and some of them quite badly. <laughs> they,
0: were, they were pretty bad. I mean, there's a, there's a couple of really bad wigs and a couple of uh, of pretty uh, atrocious accents. Some some of the folks that were willing to swing for the fences, they they did knock it out of the park. I mean, it's campy, sure. Yeah. Um, Less effective were the folks who tried to start off doing some kind of, you know, 15th, 16th century accent. And then you can tell losing hope in themselves, (laughs) losing faith in themselves, (laughs) like halfway through every sentence.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it it was just a lot of fun seeing these characters, like, all modern. And then all, yeah, because the whole cast is in the last movie. Right. So it was just really fun seeing all these people be completely different versions of themselves.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, Ashley Zuckerman, who plays um, the Sheriff, Sheriff Good in, like, the 1994 timeline, uh, he plays his ancestor, Solomon Good, in this That's timeline. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was great. Like, he was really great. I think of all of those performers who sunk into that, you know, time period, I think he did, like, one of the best jobs. Yeah. Um, but everybody was fun and something in, we're being intentionally vague plot-wise with the with the, especially with this last movie because you know, it all ties together, and I really want everybody to watch it, and I don't want to spoil anything, because that's really one of the most fun things about this series is kind of watching how everything kind of ends up fitting together. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I mentioned earlier, the whole first movie is kind of about them find this finding out this lore of this witch's curse, and that's why all the shady side people think that their town is whatever. And then, you know, by 1666, we're kind of uncovering the origin of of these witches and this witch that they think's been haunting them, named uh, Sarah Fear. And uh, fear,
1: I just just wanted to point out that Sarah Fear again. This is the, this is
0: the level of subtlety that this this series is operating on. Yeah. Um. But one of the great things about the 1666. Uh, Or, I don't say episode, but movie is that you really actually. I I think that if something was kind of in the back of your mind where you're like, I'm not really understanding what the tone of this is, like, what are they exactly going for? I don't understand. Goosebumps meets like rated R slasher movie. That's so, so bizarre. But A, that's exactly what they're doing. (laughs) And, And B, whenever you hit 1666, you can see that everything is completely filtered through this YA what a teenager like that's kind of where it hit me this is actually what rl stein imagines a teenager is thinking that the 1600s would be like (laughs) you know um like i said that it, it reminded me of what a 12 year old would think the 1600s were like after they just read black the witch of blackbird pond for the first time i mean these kids are like living in this tiny little village in the middle of nowhere this little settlement and they, they still sneak out to go have a rave, basically, in the woods, like a 16th century <laughs> rave. But instead of yeah, you with, know,
1: instead of lights, it's a campfire.
0: Yeah. Fun. Yeah. And, so they, and they have torches, like tiki torches. And then, and then they sneak into some witch's house uh, to get hallucinogenic berries. So they're all dropping berries instead of acid. <laughs> and, you know... Instead of like stealing a bottle of vodka from their parents, they all like steal Applejack from like the local you know <laughs> apple orchard or whatever. But it's still like it's it's the it's a quintessential scene in like a slasher movie. Um, is you know the kids sneaking off and having a rave, except for it's these people that are all dressed up like you know faux pilgrims and <laughs> um. So yeah, that 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 to me is just kind of epitomized exactly what he's doing here, right? He's he's filtering it. It's filtered through these YA novels that were probably intended for twelve-year-olds, and it's like, what if we made that into an R-rated series where we took this this mythology really, really seriously?
1: Yep, <laughs> it's really funny to just imagine it now the way you just described it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's pretty much exactly what it was. I mean, it's accurate. Um, and then, and then, last thing about the the, the 1666 movie is, um, again, this is not really a spoiler. It was just kind of jarring and, and shocking. And if it wasn't so bold and so fun, I would have to argue that maybe it doesn't actually tonally work. But the only, only the first half of the movie is actually set in 1666. The yeah. last half of the movie is all back to 1994.
1: Yeah, the, all the movies are connect. Like the first movie, 1994, is connects all of them together. Right. Like that's the main.
0: Yeah, that's the prime plot line. Exactly. So anybody who thought this was just an anthology series like me, I, you're wrong. You know. Um, it has like i said a beginning middle and end and there's a reason for each of the you know time dips jumps. back in, in in time and then just a like i said if if it if the ending would have sucked i would be saying that that jump from 1666 back to 1994 halfway through the movie i would be saying it just didn't work but the ending is so bananas and insane
1: <laughs> banana pancakes <laughs> yeah it
0: is it is it is banana pancakes um. So, yeah, I'm mean, going to have to say, uh, you know, unless there's anything else you want to say about it, uh, I will have to say that I give this movie four and a half out of five old rotten nooses.
1: Old rotten nooses. Well, that's
0: mostly the kinds they find in the, in the movie.
1: Um, I'm going to give it nine out of ten uh, puns. <laughs> play, play, play on words. That's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I know we said we could do anything with a rating system, but I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it,
1: there's literally a whole thing that it says. There's a sign that says "Fear
0: Street." Oh yeah, I see where you're going. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, jokes are always funnier when you have to explain them. So.
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs>
0: Um, Moving on to a movie probably that was on a lot more people's radar, um, and that is the brand-new Space Jam New Legacy, starring LeBron James instead of Michael Jordan um, and the rest of the Looney Tunes cast. Um, There's really not a reason for me to give you a quick rundown of this. You already get the gist. A famous basketball player somehow gets sucked into a cartoon, that's really all you need to know. Solomon, what were your overall thoughts? You were excited about it. I know you've seen the old movie, but it definitely came out before you were even born. Um, what were your, What's your experience with the old movie and then your expectations for this one, and how do you feel like it lived up to those?
1: So I have a really vague memory of the first one. I know the main plot is some alien things getting mixed with some whatever. That's, it's just a really weird, and I don't really remember it. I just know... Michael Jordan wins basketball. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> wins basketball. Um this movie I thought was a lot of fun.
0: Like a lot. Were you looking forward to the movie beforehand? Yeah, I was
1: okay. I was actually quite excited about it cuz you know I'm a, I'm a kid who plays video games. Mm-hmm. That seems exciting to me. Okay. Um but yeah, I thought it was really cool. I like seeing all like these random uh Warner Brothers characters just bajillions of them
0: oh definitely there was
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I know um but it was just really fun it was I, I got to see and I just like like looking around and being like oh look at this reference oh look at that like you see Pennywise and the Iron Giant and King Kong and the Flintstones. I could just go on for hours. You could actually. <laughs> yep, I could. I, except for I don't know every single Warner Brothers character.
0: Warner Brothers, there's not a. I don't think there's a single IP. And when I say IP, I don't just mean things like you know King Kong or the Flintstones or you know.
1: The Matrix.
0: Yeah, The Matrix. I'm talking about anything that they ever, ever <laughs> owned the rights to. Like Casablanca. Why is Casablanca in this movie? Other than to disrespect Casablanca.
1: It was cool. They had to like go, oh, it's so much, so many things happened in this movie. And I said this to my dad, I was so stimulated during this movie. Like I just out loud was like, there's so much going on and my brain has never been so stimulated in its life. Um, which I enjoyed.
0: Well, I think that's probably what they were going for. Um, because yeah, the movie was like overdosing on pop rocks and then feeling really <laughs> sick and then throwing up every <laughs> Warner Brothers <laughs> IP ever made. <laughs> um, you know, I, I didn't. I like the original Space Jam. I thought it was fun. But I liked it because I loved the Looney Tunes. I, I'm not a big basketball guy. Um, obviously, I knew who Michael Jordan was. Uh, you, you couldn't be alive then and and not know. Um, but yeah, so I like Michael Jordan. I like the Looney Tunes in general. I thought it was, uh, it was a fun movie. I, I watched it several times, it was never one of my favorites or anything. Um, but as an adult, I'm very aware that this is not high art, you know what I mean? Space, the original Space Jam. I, I, I don't hold it as something sacred they couldn't make a sequel to or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that being said, I found this movie to be, uh, horrendously not fun i i i I honestly can't think of a movie that felt more like a product that i've ever seen in my entire life it it was such cynical corporate pandering um it, it it was it was literally like a corporation was just vomiting every single ip they had on you and just saying which one of these do you still like which one of these are you still interested in um and they 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 kind of did the exact same thing with uh, with Ready Player One. one. Yeah. Um to, even then I thought it was to mix success, but compared to this, I would say that what they did in Ready Player One, at least it was like, oh look, Iron Giant, we've never seen that. They did the exact same thing in this movie with Iron Giant and King Kong. And, yeah. and but to way more, in my opinion, embarrassing um effect. And yeah it was it was insanely just bizarre to me that we are watching this basketball game play out between the monsters and you know LeBron James and his looney Tunes friends and um and in the audience, yeah, it's like it's pennywise, and the guys from Clockwork Orange, like who is this movie made for
1: who 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 well, what? okay, um Excuse me. <laughs> you might be bringing your kids to go see it. And maybe the, maybe an adult, you have some nostalgia for it. So your kids get to have a good time watching fun basketball. Which, act, this movie actually made me want to play basketball because of how that re- crazy <laughs> it was. Um, and then, but yeah, maybe an adult, you bring your to the theater and you have to watch it. And you're like, oh, look at that guy. It's the White Walkers from Game of Thrones. Oh, look, it's the Matrix. My son hasn't seen that. I've seen that. I've seen it, by the way. Um, but yeah, it it could. It's just. It's like one of those things, you know. Like in some cartoons, they make dirty jokes just so the parents can laugh. But let the me kids tell you, get it.
0: I go see like almost every animated movie when it comes out like if it's decent. Mm-hmm. I've never ever gone to go see an animated movie and thought, you know, what'll make this really good in this? If this Pixar movie doesn't have. <laughs> Some characters from an x-rated Stanley Kubrick movie in the background. I'm gonna be so mad, ok, that's fair. um, yeah, it just didn't make any sense to me. And notice, and this i I'm so happy that this accidentally happened this way because it it really nails the coffin closed on what this movie, in my opinion, biggest failing is. And that is, We've been talking about this movie for way more time than it deserves and we haven't even talked about the Looney Tunes because guess what this movie gives 0 Fs about the Looney Tunes at all. It's so busy cramming every other IP that they can, they forget about the Looney Tunes.
1: Okay. But I it's still I saw the Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You <laughs> I, saw them. They play it. Okay. How were were Pennywise was Pennywise playing basketball no the Looney Tunes were all right they were all
0: I, I, mean, I bet Pennywise had almost as much screen time as the Looney Tunes if you actually counted he has, like more, seconds.
1: He has more screen time than Marvin the Martian
0: which also <laughs> absolute tragedy <laughs> they sideline Marvin the Martian for the entire movie he gets one joke that they make three times and this is it a door falls on him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny! A isn't? door
0: falls on him, and then he's not in the movie for twenty minutes. And then a door falls on him again, and then he's not in the movie <laughs> for twenty more minutes.
1: Oh, that's funny! How true that actually is. It's really sad because I love *Marvin the Martian*.
0: I love the Looney Tunes in general, and that was, I think, what really. Like, na- I, I could have probably forgiven the fact that this was obviously a corporate product that was mildly gross, cynical in the reason it was made. Cynical in the way they were trying to sell you on HBO Max. I mean, that literally, they they are almost just going through the HBO Max catalog and being like, hey, you can watch this here. Hey, watch this. Remember The Matrix? Remember when you thought Game of Thrones was really cool? Game of Thrones, really? <laughs> like, we are so, that's not, it's not in the zeitgeist at all right now. And they're just trying to, like, force it in there. That's. But yeah, the, the the use of the Looney Tunes was was an absolute, Travesty to me. I wish they would have just not even included them in there. I wish they no. just made. I wish they would have just made Space Jam: New Legacy just be about random Warner Brothers people instead of just making about the Looney Tunes. Because I, to- I, yeah, I loved the Looney Tunes. I was glad the Looney Tunes were there. I love the Looney Tunes. I was happy they were there. I'm glad. They,
1: I'm glad they were playing basketball. Because the whole point is that it's like cartoons using their cartoon powers.
0: This movie was like going in with the magic wa- marker into a bathroom stall and. Uh, drawing illicit and inappropriate pictures of the male anatomy all over actual great movies, like the original King Kong or the original Matrix or Casablanca. They literally have scenes that take place in In scenes from these movies. (laughs) That's true. They literally paint awful, awful digitally inserted versions of LeBron James and some Looney Tunes into actual scenes from actual really great movies. And... It ruins those movies. It's disrespectful to the Looney Tunes. And I never thought I would say this, but the whole thing is even disrespectful to the original Space Jam, which doesn't what? deserve any respect.
1: What? No. There's a lot of good things about this movie. There's a good message. It's
0: mm-hmm.
1: a good message about...
0: Buy more Warner Brothers. That is a good message. Uh,
1: <laughs> there's a good message about fathering. Mm -hmm. Being a father and how he acts like a coach to his son so much. And soon you have to learn to be a dad. And sometimes there's time for teaching and sometimes there's time for listening.
0: What a special and unique message. It
1: was still (laughs) there. (laughs) Dad, it was still there. Was it not?
0: I mean, they told me it was.
1: There was a message and I'm not happy that you're not accepting it.
0: Oh, also poor Don Cheadle. Also very sad for him. He was good. I mean, he yeah. got paid, so I hope they paid him very well.
1: He was good. The movie, I bet it still made a lot of money and I'm sure it's it did. not going to look that bad on his record.
0: so depressing to me how much money it probably is going to make.
1: He <laughs> doesn't deserve this much money. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm just saying. It had cool special effects. That's look, also true. To
0: paraphrase Robert, Roger Ebert, I hated this movie. I hated, 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 hated this movie. I hated every pandering, simpering second of it. And I am so glad. I was so happy when it was over. But I'm glad that you liked it. I'm not one to tell other people what they can and cannot enjoy.
1: Feels like it. Awfully feels like it. Nope,
0: you can enjoy it.
1: It's very hurtful. The movie was good. That's all. I mean, I'm not saying it was a wonderful, excellent, God-tier, like, work of art. It was a fun, pleasant movie, and I enjoyed it.
0: Look, for a movie that's based on a movie that was based Aced on an, an, an ad. advertisement yeah. advertisement. You would think that it couldn't get any more product placement-y, but this is <laughs> like this was like a product placement living inside of a product placement wrapped around product placement made by a corporation selling you their product on top of all the other products they're selling you.
1: It's product placement
0: Oh, Anyway well look that's about it we're about out of time so we'll have to discuss Loki um next week Unfortunately, we wasted too much time talking about, uh, about Space Jam. But, yeah, you know, to, to, just to put a number on it, um, I give Space Jam 0 out of 10 used pieces of toilet paper.
1: I give it 6 out of 10 video game basketballs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your rating systems are so, are so long. I
1: know. I, I'm going to try and make it a running theme.
0: All right, until next time, you can always follow us on Instagram at the kid stays in the picture. Pick. Kid stays in the pick. That's what on it is. On Instagram. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then yeah.
0: Rogemedianetwork.com. C-
1: I will not see you.
0: Yeah. But exactly. I will talk to you later. <laughs> Cuz it's a podcast.
1: Yes. Make sure you subscribe, follow us on Kid Stays in the Picture on Instagram or follow us on com.